Section one of the Saga of Gunlog the Wormtongue and Robin the Scald. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Schempf. The Saga of Gunlog the Wormtongue and Robin the Scald by Anonymous. Translated by Erecker Magnusson and William Morris even as ari thorkelson the learned the priest hath told it who was the man of all iceland most learned in the tales of the lands inhabiting and in lore of time agone of thorstein egelson and his kin there was a man called thorstein the son of egel the son of skallagrim the son of kveldulf the hearser of norway asgird was the mother of thorstein she was the daughter of bjornhold Thorstein dwelt at Berg in Bergfirth. He was rich of fee and a great chief, a wise man, meek and of measure in all wise. He was not of such wondrous growth and strength as his father Egil had been, yet he was a right mighty man, and much beloved of all the folk. Thorstein was goodly to look on, flaxen-haired and the best-eyed of men, and so say men of lore that many of the kin of the mermen who are come of egil have been the goodliest folk yet for all that this kindred have differed much herein for it is said that some of them have been accounted the most ill-favoured of men but in that kin have been also many men of great prowess in many wise such as kiratan the son of olaf peacock and slaying barda and skula the son of thorstein some have been great bards too in that kin, as Bjorn, the champion of Hitdale, priest Einar Skulason, Snorra Sturluson, and many others. Now Thorstein had to wife Jofrid, the daughter of Gunnar, the son of Hlifar. This Gunnar was the best skilled in weapons, and the lithest of limb of all bonder folk who have been in Iceland. The second was Gunnar of Lithend, but Steinthor of Era was the third. Jofred was eighteen winters old when Thorstein wedded her. She was a widow, for Thorod, son of Odd of Tongue, had had her to wife aforetime. Their daughter was Hungard, who was brought up at Thorstein's at Berg. Jofred was a very stirring woman. She and Thorstein had many children betwixt them, but few of them come into this tale. Skula was the eldest of their sons, Kolsvein the second, Egil the third of thorstein's dream one summer it is said a ship came from over the main into gufaros bergfin was he hight who was the master thereof a northman of kin rich in goods and somewhat stricken in years and a wise man he was withal now good man thorstein rode to the ship as it was his wont mostly to rule the market and this he did now the eastmen got housed but thorstein took the master to himself for thither he prayed to go bergfin was a few words throughout the winter but thorstein treated him well the eastman had great joy of dreams one day in springtide thorstein asked bergfin if he would ride with him up to hawkfell where at that time was the thingstead of the bergfirthers for thorstein had been told that the walls of his booth had fallen in the eastman said he had good will to go so that day they rode some three together from home 
and the housecarls of Thorstein withal, till they came up under Hockfell to a farmstead called Foxholes. There dwelt a man of small wealth called Atla, who was Thorstein's tenant. Thorstein bade him come and work with them, and bring with him hoe and spade. This he did, and when they came to the tofts of the booth, they set to work all of them, and did out the walls. The weather was hot with sunshine that day, and Thorstein and the Eastman grew heavy, and when they had moved out the walls, those two sat down within the tofts, and Thorstein slept, and fared ill in his sleep. The Eastman sat beside him, and let him have his dream fully out, and when he awoke he was much wearied. Then the Eastman asked him what he had dreamt, as he had had such an ill time of it in his sleep. Thorstein said, Nay, dreams betoken not. But as they rode homeward in the evening, the Eastman asked him again what he had dreamt. Thorstein said, If I tell thee the dream, then thou shalt unriddle it to me, as it verily is. The Eastman said he would risk it. Then Thorstein said, This was my dream, for methought I was home at Burg, standing outside the men's door, and I looked up at the house roof, and on the ridge I saw a swan, goodly and fair, and I thought it was mine own, and deemed it good beyond all things. Then I saw a great eagle sweep down from the mountains, and fly thitherward, and alight beside the swan, and chuckle over her lovingly, and methought the swan seemed well content thereat. But I noted that the eagle was black-eyed, and that on him were iron claws. Valiant he seemed to me. After this I thought I saw another fowl come flying from the south quarter, and he too came hither to Burg, and sat down on the house beside the swan, and would fain be fond with her. This also was a mighty eagle. But soon I thought that the eagle first come ruffled up at the coming of the other. Then they fought fiercely and long, and this I saw that both bled. And such was the end of their play, that each tumbled either way down from the house roof, and there they both lay dead. But the swan sat left alone, drooping much and sad of semblance. Then I saw a fowl fly from the west, that was a falcon, and he sat beside the swan, and made fondly towards her. And they flew away both together, into one and the same quarter, and therewith I awoke. But a dream of no mark this is, he says and will in all likelihood betoken gales, that they shall meet in the air from those quarters whence I deem the fowl flew. The Eastman spake, I deem it no wise such, saith he. Thorstein said, Make of the dream, then, what seemeth likest to thee, and let me hear. Then said the Eastman, These birds are like to be fetches of men, but thy wife sickens now, and she will give birth to a woman-child, fair and lovely, and dearly thou wilt love her. But high-born men shall woo thy daughter, coming from such quarters as the eagles seem to fly from, and shall love her with overweening love, and shall fight about her, and both lose their lives thereby. And thereafter a third man, from the quarter whence came the falcon, shall woo her, and to that man she shall be wedded. Now I have unraveled thy dream, and I think things will befall as I have said." Thorstein answered, In evil and unfriendly wise is the dream interpreted, nor do I deem thee fit for the work of unriddling dreams. Then Eastman said, Thou shalt find how it will come to pass. But Thorstein estranged himself from the Eastman thenceforward, and he left that summer, 
and now he is out of the tale of the birth and fostering of helga the fair this summer thorstein got ready to ride to the thing and spake to joffred his wife before he went from home so is it he said that thou art with child now but thy child shall be cast forth if thou bear a woman but nourish it if it be a man now at this time when all the land was heathen it was somewhat the want of such men as had little wealth and were likely to have many young children on their hands to have them cast forth but an evil deed it was always deemed to be and now when thorstein had said this joffred answers this is a word all unlike thee such a man as thou art and surely to a wealthy man like thee it will not seem good that this should be done thorstein answered thou knowest my mind and that no good will hap if my will be thwarted so he rode to the thing but while he was gone jofred gave birth to a woman child wondrous fair the women would fain show her to the mother she said there was little need thereof but had her shepherd thorvard called to her and spake to him thou shalt take my horse and saddle it and bring this child west to herdholt to thorgird egil's daughter and pray her to nourish it secretly so that thorstein may not know thereof for with such looks of love do i behold this child that surely i cannot bear to have it cast forth here are three marks of silver have them in reward of thy work but west there thorgird will get thee fair and food over the sea then thorvard did her bidding he rode with the child to herdholt and gave it into thorgird's hands and she had it nourished at a tenant's of hers who dwelt at Friedmanstead up in Havamfirth. but she got fair for thorvard north in steingrimsfirth in shell creek and gave him meat outfit for his seafaring he went thence abroad and is now out of the story now when thornstein came home from the thing joffred told him that the child had been cast forth according to his word but that the herdsman had fled away and stolen her horse thorstein said she had done well and got himself another herdsman so six winters passed and this matter was nowise wotted of now in those days thorstein rode to herdholt being bidden there as a guest of his brother-in-law olaf peacock son of hoskuld who was then deemed to be the chief highest of worth among all men west there good cheer was made thorstein as was like to be and one day at the feast it is said that thorgird sat in the high seat talking with her brother thorstein while olaf was talking to other men but on the bench right over against them sat three little maidens then said thorgird how dost thou brother like the look of these three little maidens sitting straight before us right well he answers but one is by far the fairest she has all the goodliness of olaf but the whiteness and countenance of us the mere men thorgird answered surely this is true brother wherein thou sayest that she has the fairness and countenance of us mere folk but the goodliness of olaf peacock she has not got for she is not his daughter how can that be said thorstein being thy daughter none the less she answered to say sooth kinsman quoth she this fair maiden is not my daughter but thine and therewith she told him all as it had befallen and prayed him to forgive her and his own wife that trespass thorstein said i cannot blame you two for having done this most things will fall as they are fated and well have ye covered over my folly so look i on this maiden that i deem it great good luck to have so fair a child 
but now what is her name helga she is called says thorgerd helga the fair says thorstein but now shalt thou make her ready to come home with me she did so and thorstein was led out with good gifts and helga rode with him to his home and was brought up there with much honour and great love from father and mother and all her kin end of section one